we, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. All right, and welcome to the We the People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and I am the host of this show. I'm also the president of the We the People Convention, and uh, this show is sponsored by and paid for by the generous donors to the We the People Convention, and we thank them for their support. If you're listening on the radio, welcome to you, particularly if you're a first-time listener. We're glad to have you. We are on a five-station radio network every Saturday in Ohio. And if you'd like to know uh, which stations those are and what times they air, uh, you can go to wethepeopleconvention.org. And right on the front page, there's a little yellow button that says uh, podcast and radio network. Click on that and you'll see a map and you'll see the times for the stations and you'll see our, our podcast. And you can uh, also learn that you can watch the podcast, uh, which we usually post around noon on Fridays. Uh, and then it's up uh, all, you know, every day, all day, you know, uh, seven days a week. And you can watch the podcast at wethepeopleconvention.org or you can watch it on uh, your TV, on Roku and on Amazon Fire TV. You can watch it on YouTube if they don't censor us. You can uh, hear it on iTunes. We stream audio uh, on iTunes and Buzzsprout uh, podcast. You can uh, get that information as well uh, on the, our podcast page. So, you know, just go to wethepeopleconvention.org and get all the information. And uh, thank you for joining us today, however you're doing that, whether it's on the radio or on the podcast. We're glad to have you. So, we're, uh, we're still in the middle of the coronavirus, but things are starting to change a little bit. And, uh, and so we're going to talk a lot about that. But we've also got some other news this, this week. So I'm looking forward to talking about things other than the coronavirus. But um, the first thing you know, I posted this week, a, a good story by our good friend Wayne Allen Root, who is a, a really a talented writer, a guy from Las Vegas that I've talked to many times. And he's a, just a super guy. And he wrote a, an op-ed that said, are you enjoying your first test drive of socialist America? And if you want to read that, just go to We the People convention.org but basically he's saying uh that you know this is this is what it looks like this is what bernie and what the uh you know the left the democratic socialists uh you know oac and 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 you know those people uh this is what they want for you they want you to be out of your job they want to control your business they want to tell you if you can shop or not where you can shop or not they want to uh, control your your life basically they want to tell you if you can go to church or not and, um, you know, Wayne Allen did a great, great story on that. And I think you need to all understand uh, this is what socialism looks like. And, you know, I've said this before, and I, I think you all need to, to recognize this, that this is what's happening right now worldwide is like the Marxist greatest dream come true. Because in literally just 30 days, they completely shut down capitalism worldwide and installed Marxism, socialism worldwide without firing a shot or casting a vote. That's pretty disturbing. That's pretty disturbing. And I don't know about you, but I sure don't you know, like this way of life. I certainly don't like my freedoms being abridged. I don't like uh, you know, not being able to do the things that I want to do and make the decisions that I want to make. And so um, we decided to take action at the We The People Convention. And uh, that action was spurred by Governor DeWine here in Ohio's, uh, you know, extension uh, and, and we think unwarranted extension of his draconian lockdowns. So what we did is we created a um, petition at We The People Convention, and basically it says we will not comply, and we are basically petitioning Attorney General uh, Barr to uh, intercede on our behalf and push back against the uh, the orders, quote-unquote, that Governor DeWine has made that we think infringe on our rights. So if you want to sign that petition, and we're really excited, only in a couple days we're closing in on 3,000 signatures, and we want to get 10,000 before we take this to uh, AG Barr. But um, 
you know, if you want to sign that, go to wethepeopleconvention.org right on the front page, or, or and you can click on the, the link and, and then go and sign, uh, fill out the uh, the form. And on the form, we're asking you for some information like your phone number and your email because we we may have to go and commit civil disobedience if if we can't get relief from the courts. And we're going to AG Bar because right now we see no chance for us to get any kind of relief for this, you know, these you know, basically this stealing of our constitutional rights by our governor because our legislature and our courts in the state aren't doing anything to help us. And uh, so I'm going to talk uh, directly here about what why we're petitioning AG Barr. But, but you're asked to put other information in because we may have to do mass protests. We may need to just open our businesses and tell Governor DeWine, you know, you don't rule us. And, and, you know, when I say that, you say, well, how can that be? Well, there's already been court uh, a judge in Illinois that just ruled that the lockdowns in Illinois uh, violates the civil liberties of uh, the citizens there. That ruling just happened this week. There's a judge in Michigan. Uh, there's a bunch of businesses that are suing in Michigan saying that there was no due process. And a lot of this has to do with due process. And so this week, and I covered this earlier in a previous podcast, that um, A.G. Barr had made a statement saying that he just uh, wanted to make sure that governors and mayors and, and people understood that your rights under you know the, the emergency acts of your state only go so far. And, you know, and he drew some lines on that. And so, you know, in, in a statement, you know, for, in, uh, you know, for our petition that we're doing, you know, we, we copied some of what he said in his, uh, in his statement and in his, it's called a BOLO document. And basically what, you know, A.G. Barr said in his memorandum dated April 27th is he advised all United States attorneys that the Constitution is not suspended in times of crisis. We must therefore be vigilant to ensure its protections are preserved. And further directed, each of our United States attorneys to also be on the lookout, that's what BOLO means, be on the lookout, for state and local directives that could be violating the constitutional rights and civil liberties of individual citizens, and that if a state or local ordinance crosses the line from an appropriate exercise of authority to stop the spread of COVID-19 into an overbearing infringement of constitutional and statutory protections, the Department of Justice may be obligated to address that overreach in federal court. Okay? So we're pretty excited about that because we think, as I said, that Governor DeWine has infringed our rights. Whether it's you know telling you you got to stay in your house, he has no right to do that. Uh, when he says you can't have more than ten people together, he has no right to do that unless he can demonstrate an immediate emergency reason for that. And as we're going to see throughout this show, he doesn't have that information. Matter of fact, he's he's obscuring information. He's hiding information for us that proves that he doesn't have it. And uh, let me just read a couple other things that will help you out. A lot of this has to do with a landmark Youngstown, Ohio case, uh, by the way, in 1952, where the Supreme Court ruled that President Harry Truman couldn't use war powers to take over steel mills throughout the country for the purpose of domestic policy. In a famous concurrence, the great Justice Robert Jackson, who was the lead prosecutor at the Nuremberg trials and the dissenter in the Japanese internment case. And remember, I've said, I think this is the worst public policy blunder since the internment of the Japanese American citizens who were Japanese descent in World War II. This Judge Robert Jackson in 1952 was the dissenter in that case. He said it was wrong. And he made it clear in the Youngstown case that there is no emergency powers exception to the fundamental right to earn a living or to individual liberty. And the founders did that on purpose. So when they tell you you can't open your business, when they tell you you can't go to your job, this 1952 ruling in the Youngstown Steel case says that's not true. You've gone too far. And so Governor DeWine basically, we think, went too far this week when he announced his plans to, uh, quote unquote, reopen Ohio, which really was a, a slow walk of, of that. All right. And I'm going to show that to you in some video clips. But basically, on May 1st, which is the day I'm doing this broadcast, was the end of his lockdown and business closings. Now he's extended them, and he said that on May 4th, that manufacturing, distributing, and construction companies could resume operations in Ohio. 
And, and he said that on May 1st, today, that people can start uh, opening up hospitals for elective surgeries. But on May 4th, manufacturing, distributing, and construction companies were allowed to come back to work. And then not until May 12th, consumer and retail stores would be allowed to reopen. But then he said that if you do that, you have to do all these draconian things. Stay six feet apart. You have to wear masks. All the employees have to wear masks. All the people have to wear masks. If you were a customer, you had to wear a mask. It, it was just stupid. But then he actually said that Ohio stay-at-home orders limiting travel for essential purposes was still in place, okay, and orders prohibiting gatherings of more than 10 people would remain in effect. And then he said that even though retail stores can open on May 12th, it doesn't include restaurants and bars, personal appearance and beauty businesses, adult daycare and senior centers, gyms, regular uh, daycares for children, recreation centers and pools, summer camps, theme parks, casinos, sports centers, and playgrounds. That's not opening. That's not opening at all, Governor DeWine. And we know that. And it's completely unacceptable. So we pushed back. Okay, we pushed back hard. And, and what happened was the wine reversed within 24 hours because we started our petition and we put up, uh, up on the Facebook on screen and we did an email that said uh, that we will not comply with this mass stuff. The uh, wine rapidly retreated. And here's what he had to say uh, on Tuesday of this week, the day after he made that statement uh, on, uh, on Fox News. Today, you reversed a decision that you made that would have had masks be mandatory in shops. Why did you change your mind on that? Well, we still have basically mandatory in, in businesses that the employees uh, wear that. Um, businesses still can make that decision if they want the people that come in, their customers, to wear a mask. They can certainly still do that. But um, look, you got to know when. Uh, you're getting so much pushback that uh, people just aren't willing to accept it. And I think the mask, as a as a retail customer, um, just people felt offended by that. Uh, they felt that that was not what they should be told to do. Um, I'm convinced that uh, a large number of Ohioans will make that selection when they go in. Uh, to to a retail business, and you know what we're concerned about, of course, is is the employees. And I hear from people who work in 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 places, grocery stores, right now, for example, of course, that are still open. But as we look towards opening more retail, you worry about the employees. So I think I think we're going to have more yeah. people do this voluntarily. But uh, it was it was clear uh, that that we got a big big pushback. And look, we put out dozens of orders, and uh, you know this one uh, just seemed a little bit too far. For people, I think. Well, they, yeah, it went a little too far. You think? Yeah, you think? Well, guess what? We finally stood up, folks. That's what happened. We finally stood up. He's been giving these orders with nobody saying anything except for Tom Zawistowski and the Weezy People Convention. And now we've been joined by the 1851 Institute, the uh, American Policy Roundtable, Ohio Right to Life have started to come in now. But, but, Again, we needed to stand up and say that's too far because he has no reason to do what he's doing. And while he says to you that they're concerned about the employees and they need to wear masks, here's a memo, Governor, study that just came out, just came out. Masks don't work. I'm talking about this just came out this month. This study says that masks and respirators do not work. There have been extensive randomized controlled trial studies and meta-analysis reviews of RCT studies, which all show that masks and respirators do not work to prevent respiratory influenza-like illnesses or respiratory illnesses believed to be transmitted by droplets and aerosol particles. Furthermore, the relevant known physics and biology, which are reviewed in this study, are such that masks and respirators should not work. It would be a paradox if masks and respirators worked, given that we would know about what we know about viral respiratory disease. The main transmission path is basically what he's saying is, is that the fact that they don't work shouldn't surprise us because you got to breathe through a mask. And if you can breathe through the mass, the particles for this coronavirus and all other viruses are so small, they can penetrate the mask. So guess what, Governor? Having everybody wear a mask, not just customers, which he backed up on, but now having employees wear a mask is completely wrong. 
You are completely wrong, Governor. And I put out an email this week, and if you don't get my emails, you need to go to wethepeopleconvention.org, right on the front page, put in your email, put in your zip code, we'll get our emails out to you. I sent out an email this week that said the five most important things about the Ohio coronavirus that Mike DeWine, our governor, is lying about. Number one, DeWine keeps repeating, this is a very deadly virus. But the facts prove, and I talked to you last week about the fact that it is not. And we'll talk a little bit more about the the prison test here in Ohio that proves that. Second thing, we cannot open business yet because we don't want a big spike in cases. And I'm going to play you a video about that next. That is not true. We never had a spike. We have never been close to having uh, the, uh, the hospital system overwhelmed, which is what his big fear is. But he won't release the data. He won't release the data. And I'm going to show you that next. Number three, everyone should wear face masks and it will stop the spread of the coronavirus. We just debunked that. Number four, we need to quarantine everyone in our homes to stop the spread of coronavirus. No, we don't. The virus has already escaped. And I'm going to talk to you about that in in other parts of the show and in the podcast. The bottom line is... There are now, you know, they, they had a news story this week. Um, United States crosses the threshold with a million cases of coronavirus. I got a memo for all you people listening. There are probably at least 30 or 40 million people in, in the United States that have coronavirus. The reason that you don't know that is because they're only testing people who show up at the hospital and say, I'm sick. But the other people who get it, which is like 80 to 90% of the people get it, don't even get sick. Go back to point one of Governor DeWine's lies. This is a very, very deadly illness. It's not only not very deadly, it's as deadly as the flu. So people do die, but 90% of them are very old and have other issues, medical issues. Okay? So the fact that you're going to stop the coronavirus from spreading by staying at home, just a complete lie. Period. Final thing, the deaths in Ohio are down because of his aggressive early actions. The Wall Street Journal had a story this week that said the speed with which officials shuttered the economy appears not to be a factor in COVID deaths. And that reinforces the article that we had put out two weeks ago by Wilford Wilford Riley, and that's on the We the People Convention site. You can see that article where he did an empirical study and looked at all the data from all the states that didn't lock down and all the states that did lock down. Guess what? No statistical difference, Governor DeWine. So why are we not open? Why are we not open? So this is what he said, and this is important. I want you to listen to this video. Well, we're phasing them in. uh, And what we have seen, you talked a moment ago about hospitalization rates, which is the first thing I look at every morning, because uh, I think that is a, a very telling figure. Uh, you know, those are going yeah. down, and they've been going down for probably 10 days, 12 days. Uh, and so we feel good about that, but we, you know, we want to do this right also. So we op- May 1, uh, hospitals can virtually do, you know, most, most procedures. Uh, May 4, uh, the manufacturing that has not already been open, a lot of it's already been open, of course, uh, that that can open back up, uh, and then we look look to the date um, of, of May 12th as the beginning really of the retail. So, you know, we're going to phase this in uh, one step at a time. And uh, you know, there are a lot yeah. of people, of course, who want to. Uh, I just got off the phone several people who really want to be open much sooner. And look, I get it. Uh, I understand small business. But we want to do it right in the sense that when we open, we don't want to go back. We don't want to be in a position where we get a huge spike. We have to pull things back. So, no, you don't get it, Governor Wine. You don't even have a clue because we don't want to go back to what? The spike that you predicted that never happened? See, and he talked about, he gave away the key detail. What we've been asking for at the We the People Convention is for them to disclose the number of COVID patients in the ICU and in the hospital every day and what our capacity was. He won't release that data. But in the beginning of that video, 
He told you that he gets up every day and he looks at the hospitalization numbers because that's the key figure. Why won't you release those figures, Governor DeWine? What do you have to hide? See, because if he released those figures, you would see there is zero evidence that we could ever, there is not even a possibility that we could go back to a spike and have a recurrence that would threaten our healthcare system. He's not, our healthcare system hasn't been destroyed by coronavirus. It's been destroyed by Mike DeWine. That's who it's been destroyed by, okay? And, and so th- this guy who's making these decisions, we talked last week, every day that the businesses don't open in the United States and in Ohio, 2% of them will never open. So when Governor DeWine says on April 26th that retail can open on May 12th, and it's not bars and restaurants and concerts, venues and theaters and all that. You're talking three weeks. You're talking, let's say it's 15 days of business days. At 2% a day, that means 30% of the Ohio businesses that you have shut down are going to be closed forever. And your town's going to be a ghost line, ghost, uh, a ghost town. Folks, that is unbelievably unacceptable and we will not stand for it. And that's why I'm asking you to go to wethepeopleconvention.org and sign the petition right now so we can get AG Bill Barr to come in and lift these sanctions, which are just stupid. There's no fact whatsoever. And so then he says he has the gall to talk about how people need to feel safe. Listen to this. I think, you know, as far as the economy moving, the most important thing is is not our orders. It's really that people have confidence that when they go into a retail place or they go in, ultimately, when we open a restaurant, that when they go in there, they feel safe. And that's, that's the most important thing, yeah. I think. You... Yeah, they feel safe. How are they going to feel safe, Governor DeWine, when he, the day he announced this plan, according to the Ohio Star, okay, he said, quote, we put this plan together based on all the information we have about how dangerous COVID-19 still is right now, balanced with the fact that it's also dangerous to have people not working, DeWine said. COVID-19 is still out there. It's killing people. We're asking Ohioans to be reasonable and rational. Please don't take huge chances. Huge chances. It's killing people. No fear mongering there, but I'm going to be I'm going to feel good about leaving the house, right? What kind of a moron is this? Okay? Because the facts are clear. We talked about the prison situation, right? In Ohio. In that prison situation, what do we find out? We found out there were 2,500 prisoners. 2011, 80% got the disease. Of the 2011 who got the disease, only 106 had any symptoms at all. Of the 106, two died in the prison. Now, there's been a few more. It might be four, okay? The bottom line is, yes, it's highly contagious. No, it doesn't matter. You're not even going to know it. And this clown is telling you that we want you to be reasonable and rational? He's the one that's not reasonable and rational. Please don't take huge chances. You've got to be kidding me. What a clown. What a clown. It's real simple. If you get the coronavirus, 99.97% of you will not die. You will not die. And it's our governor and the rest of the governors and the president and Fauci and Burks who are lying to us. And we caught them and we proved it. Don't believe the lie. Sign the petition. Let's get A.G. Bill Barr in here and let's get our rights back. Let's open for business as soon as possible. Every day is costing us our future. Every day. We're going to take a short break and uh, listen to some of our sponsors. You're listening to the We the People News and Opinion, We the People Convention News and Opinion podcast and radio show. And I'm Tom Zawistowski. As Merrick, president of Liberty Camp for Kids in Portage County, Ohio. Liberty Camp for Kids is where students in grades one through six experience the founding of our nation. 
This year's camp will be held from July 20th through the 24th from 9 till noon. The cost is $30 per camper. If you're interested in our camp, being a volunteer, or even starting one of your own, go to www.LibertyCampForKids.com. Buckeye Firearms Association is Ohio's number one gun rights organization, protecting the rights of Ohio's 4 million gun owners. And you can get our weekly gun rights newsletter free. Receive breaking news and urgent alerts on gun laws. Stay up to date on self-defense and shooting sports. Discover pro-gun activities and events near you. Get your free gun rights newsletter now at bfanews.org. That's bfanews.org. bfanews.org. All right, and we're back, and we're glad you're with us. Um, So we talked about Ohio and Governor DeWine. I think these things apply across the country. These people are lying to you. I I challenge Governor DeWine to provide evidence. I I sent him that study that said masks don't work, and I said, have your Dr. Acton go up on your little fake reality TV show and prove to us that you should wear masks. Otherwise, why are you making these workers all over Ohio? I'm talking salespeople. I'm talking people that should not be wearing a mask. Why are you making them wear masks? Because you're full of power. You've got hubris. You're an egomaniac. And you're doing things you can't do. And we prove that when we push back on the masks for customers. And we're going to prove that when we push back with AG Bill Barr. Because he has no rights picking winners and losers. Just like I said, they sued in Michigan. Business owners are suing that there was no due process when you called their business non-essential versus someone else. Mike DeWine, we're coming for you. And here's the problem, citizens. The problem is that he's putting you and I on the hook, taxpayers on the hook, for billions of dollars in damages that he's done to these businesses without providing due process. He's done it illegally. He's keeping this going when there's no evidence. You look at the stats they do give you, our our deaths, our cases are way down in Ohio. This thing is a joke. It's a joke, except I'm not laughing because he's ruining our lives. He's ruined our state, and it's got to stop. So where's the legislature, right? Well, Speaker Householder expressed tremendous frustration with Governor DeWine's Restart Ohio plan uh, when it was announced on Monday of this week. He said, as long as small retailers continue to be shut down while national chains are allowed to remain open, the government is assisting in the demise of many great small businesses. The big get bigger and the small go away. The House is asked to work with the administration to come up with common sense solutions to resolve this, but it has been met with deaf ears. Then he said, House Republicans believe it's not government's role to manage people's lives, what you can wear, where you can go, where you can, uh, when you can go there, or if you can leave your home, are, are decisions people make for a child or a pet. House Republicans believe a vast majority of Ohioans understand their own circumstances and can make their own decisions without government mandates and orders. Then he says, now that we know there will be no surge, then if a citizen is worried about getting sick, don't go out. It's that simple couple things there. He is the Speaker of the Ohio House, and he's telling you that he's worried about small business, but he's not doing a damn thing about it, you coward householder. You coward. All of you. There's only 30-some members of the House who are fighting to get Ohio open again. They put out a petition earlier this week. And, and this guy is the leader of the House, and he won't even bring him into session or try to challenge this. He's letting small businesses die, and then he's trying to cover himself with paper by issuing this meaningless press release. That's what you get for leadership. But he also said, now that we know there will be no surge, well, geez, Governor, I thought you said we got to stay closed because there might be a spike. Oh, but apparently not, according to the Speaker of the House. Which is it, gentlemen? Yeah, leadership, zero leadership. And what has that resulted in, folks? Yeah, the new unemployment numbers came out today. Jobless, more uh, 3.8 million more Americans filed for unemployment this week, bringing the six-week total to more than 30 million. That's even not even close. I've told you guys that. Okay, 30 million out of 160 million that were working before this all started is 20%. It's, it's at least 40%. 
it's at least 60 million. And, and then here's the, the worst part of it, okay? The worst part of it is they can't even count the people properly because the unemployment lines, the unemployment systems, the computers and the phone systems are all broken down in states all over the country. You can't, there's people, I know of people personally, you know of people who have not gotten an unemployment check in four weeks. How do you live without a paycheck or an unemployment check for four weeks? What, you got your $1,200 stimulus? That's going to pay all your bills? Are you kidding me? It's insane. And then Congress is making it worse because the people who are getting unemployment checks are getting paid more than they were getting paid for working. So guess what's happening? Under this PPP uh, plan, this paycheck protection plan that businesses are getting, part of the deal is that you've got to pay your payroll. You've got to keep your employees. That's why the payroll protection plan was in place, to protect your employees, to keep them employed until this passes. So guess what? If you got your loan, and I'm going to talk to you about that in a second, how you're not, okay? If you're a business and you got your PPP loan, you can't get your employees to come back to work because they're making more than you were paying them by being unemployed if they are getting unemployment. And you folks out there who want big government, you democratic socialists who want big government, yeah, that's what you get. Chaos and poverty and confusion. That's what you get. That's what we got. And so I just mentioned the PPP plan, right? And I've been telling you all along that I've applied. I got rejected for no reason. Uh, you know, that it, they ran out of money. Now the second round has come along. The bank told me, don't worry. Your app is fine. We're going to file it as soon as they reopen. Yeah, let me read to you from an email from a vice president at a major regional bank here in Ohio. On Monday, the 27th, we submitted more than 52,000 applications by a bulk upload process and continue to submit additional applications to the SBA. The SBA has confirmed that they have received the applications we have submitted to date and is confident our eligible submitted applications will be processed and registered. However, their system then started to break down, and the SBA could not handle all the loan applications, so they slowed it down and made it harder for the banks to put through the money. So we still don't know whether the applications that they had are actually being processed. How's that, right? Just terrific. It's just ridiculous, folks. This is this coronavirus was a natural disaster, probably, unless the Chinese actually manufactured it on purpose. But we'll, we'll, we haven't got the proof of that yet. But it was a natural disaster, but it is a man-made catastrophe. That's what it is. This is horrible public policy, as we've talked before. And so that's why we're out protesting, right? That's why we're still going out and protesting. And if you're watching the podcast, I'm showing you a, a picture because when we're protesting, yeah, the media and the, the elites, right? And all the people who aren't out of jobs and didn't have their business taken from, they're all attacking us for protesting. Because they're saying, oh, we've got guns and Confederate flags and we're anti-Semites because anti-Semites are there. Well, here's a picture on the screen if you're watching the podcast of one guy, one guy who came to the protest with a sign attacking Jews. And then the media wants to pretend that he's part of us. So you'll see in this picture uh, a sign pointing right to his sign saying he's not with us. And I thought that was great for the people who organized the rally last week in Columbus where they had a couple thousand people there and there's people going to be there this Saturday in Columbus and there are people there every day in Columbus. Just go at like one o'clock every day and you'll find fellow citizens there protesting and demanding our rights. That's what it's all about because they're not going to give it to us. Just like the wine was going to keep pushing until we push back. We haven't started to push back. I understand there's a restaurant in Columbus that said he's going to open up. It's called uh, Walters at the Manicor uh, on 976 South High Street. He's going to open up, regardless of Governor DeWine says, today, May 1st. If you're in Columbus, go to his restaurant. Support him. We are going to have to take our liberty back from these tyrants. And we got to try to use the courts, but we're going to have to use civil disobedience if the courts don't work. 
So go and sign the petition at wethepeopleconvention.org, okay? Because that's the key to us getting our rights back. And if, and if we don't do that, we're not going to get them back. So I'm going to ru- wrap up the show right now. Uh, we're going to continue the podcast. So that's the way this works. If you're listening on the radio, you just go to wethepeopleconvention.org. You'll see today's podcast. You can fast forward. There's even a list there that tells you which stories were covered at which time. Fast forward through the podcast and pick up the rest of the show because I'm going to be going for another 30 minutes with really good information that you won't hear anywhere else. Okay? We're glad that you joined us this week. You've been listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast, and I'm Tom Zawistowski. The We the People Convention News and Opinion radio program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We the People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We the People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. The Buckeye Institute was founded in 1989 and we're the longest serving free market think tank in the state of Ohio. My goal is removing barriers to prosperity that have been put in place by government. We want for Ohio to be the freest and most prosperous state in the country. The Buckeye Institute is a source of common sense ideas that will have an impact on the nation as well as the state of Ohio. All right, and we're back to continue the podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you've been on the podcast all along, I hope you felt you we gave you some good information. Even if you're not from Ohio, I think it's good for you to see the inner workings of what's going on in Ohio. And I think it's good for you to see that we're standing up and we're fighting back. Okay, and you need to do that in your state as well. Uh, so let's move on uh, with the show. Uh, there was a very good video, and it's on the WeThePeopleConvention.org website where Tucker Carlson did a, a piece about uh, the big tech is silencing any dissent about uh, the the lockdowns and the business shutdowns. And as I said previously, you know that you know when we're protesting, they're acting like we're killers and we just don't care about anybody. And it's it's easy for them to say because as I've said in previous shows. This, this is class warfare. Everybody else is sitting fat and happy. The, the government workers are all getting paid their full pay working from home, right? Federal, local, state government workers are all sitting home. The teachers are all getting paid. The administrators, educational administrators are all getting paid. If you're on Social Security, if you're on a pension, you're getting paid. So you can sit home. It hasn't affected you. You're inconvenienced because you can't go to a damn restaurant. But that's not the same as having your income go from this to zero, that's not the same thing as having your business shut down against your will and you've got mortgages and lines of credits and, and, and supply bills you've got to pay and you've got no money, okay? So it's all a bunch of garbage. You, you know, don't tell me that you know, we don't care about lives. You don't care about the people that you're killing. And more people are dying from suicide and alcoholism and, and from, you know, all the other things that happen when you lock people down. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a thing out that says... Get this, that, that you know, uh, drug deaths go up 1%, okay? They go up, yeah, they go up for every 1% of unemployment. Drug deaths go up like 10%. But no one's talking about that. Governor DeWine, President Trump, they're not putting that scorecard up there, right? They're not saying this is how many people died from coronavirus and this is how many people died from suicide or drug abuse or alcohol abuse. They aren't saying that. But what Tucker Carlson talked about in this video, which you can see on WeThePeopleConvention.org, is he talked about the two doctors from California, who we showed you a lot of video about, who took apart the government's position, you know, as far as, you know, how to treat this coronavirus. These two doctors, that video that we put out was seen by 5 million people. And Tucker Carlson featured them on his show. The next day, they were taken off of YouTube. The next day, YouTube took them off, and Tucker Carlson's show was about because they said that they, they were providing misinformation. According to who? That video, which you should still go watch as you haven't on WeThePeopleConvention.org, that video had more information about how we should treat the coronavirus than I've gotten out of 60 hours of Fauci and Burks. Because they never talked about how the immune system works. They never talked about the fact that by locking people up for months, okay, that you lose your immune system. 
because the way your immune system stays healthy is by shaking hands with people, by talking with people, by touching surfaces and having viruses and things be contracted so your body can build up immunities. We're stopping that. That's how stupid this is. If you know anything about science, all you have to do is watch that video. That's all you have to do. And you will understand that what we're doing is 100% wrong. 180 degrees wrong. And that goes for President Trump. And that goes for every governor and every state that isn't opening businesses now and isn't putting kids back to school. And then, and then again, what they're doing is they're setting us up. They're setting us up so we get a reoccurrence in the fall to affect the election. That's what they're doing because they're trying to prevent us from getting herd immunity, which is what we need. And, and I'll tell you the other thing these doctors talked about was the whole thing about the antibody test because the bottom line is it doesn't matter how many people you test who come to the hospital and, and prove that they've got the virus. It's how many people didn't come to the hospital. And so, you know, everybody got blown away because we had the California studies, but then Governor Cuomo in New York announced that the antibody testing in New York State, which only took four days, by the way, uh, and was already just demonstrating that a minimum of 14% of New Yorkers had COVID-19 late-stage antibodies. That's shocking. With a population of 19, well, basically 20 million people, the findings point out that over 2.5 million New Yorkers had the virus and have recovered. Do you understand? 2.5 million already had it or had recovered. And so when you talk about 14,000 deaths or 16,000 deaths in New York, out of 2.5 million, it's the flu. It's the flu, people. And uh, the lady that wrote this article said, uh, you know, that all these things they told us about how many people were going to die, the death rate in New York was going to be 7.4%. Yeah, it turned out to be 0.75%, not 7.4, 0.75%. And the recently ended influenza season from the CDC indicates that there were 56 million flu cases, 740,000 hospitalizations, and 62,000 deaths from the flu, not from coronavirus. And that's what these doctors were saying in this video, which YouTube took off, but which you can still get at wethepeopleconvention.org. You should be very worried. And Tucker Carlson said, this may be a turning point where government censors all dissent in this country. And I, I put out a piece about that on that video. When you look at it, I asked, why hasn't AG Bill Barr investigated this? Why isn't the FCC looking at that section 30 that gives Facebook and Google and YouTube the ability to censor you? Our government gave them that ability. Why aren't they taking it back? Because I think they want it. And that's why we may be in a lot bigger problem than we think. This may not just be about a virus and incompetent public officials. There's maybe something more sinister here. And in, our, in the video that the doctors talked about and Tucker Carlson talked about, they, sh they talked about how doctors are being pressured to call everybody a coronavirus death. That every death certificate that they're filling out, they're treasuring them to say it was from coronavirus. So there's a story that says Pennsylvania removed 200 deaths from the state coronavirus count as questions mount about reporting processes and accuracy. Pennsylvania has corrected its coronavirus data multiple times over the past week to account for irregularities. Earlier this week, Pennsylvania started to include probable deaths in its fatalities. As a result, the total number of coronavirus deaths grew by 276, then 360 cases in successive nights, almost doubling the number of deaths in the state in two days. Subsequently, they removed 200 deaths from its count after facing many questions about the accuracy of the count. Ladies and gentlemen, I would not believe any count of COVID deaths without an audit. I want an audit. I want an outside firm to come in and audit these states because they're lying. And they're lying for two reasons. One, because the hospitals get paid more money by the federal government and Medicare if its person dies of COVID-19. Two, because leftists want us to continue and want to look, make it look worse to scare you to keep it going and destroy our economy and destroy the president of the United States and win the election. That's what's going on here. And it's disgusting, folks. It's just disgusting.
Next story I want to talk about that's equally disgusting is that 28 million mail-in ballots went missing in the last four elections. Between 2012 and 2018, 28.3 million mail-in ballots remained unaccounted for, according to data from the Federal Elections Assistance Commission. The missing ballots almost amount to nearly one in five of all absentee ballots and ballots made to voters residing in states that do elections exclusively by mail. Why is this important? We just had our crappy election here in Ohio this Tuesday, which was all by mail because Governor DeWine illegally conspired to cancel our election on March 17th. And the turnout was horrible. And I wouldn't trust any of the results. And if I were a candidate, I would be suing because I would want to know what the count was on March 17th, not on April 28th, because people could not come in and vote. The turnout was less than half. But the point is, Nancy Pelosi and the left are pushing this. They want all mail-in in the fall. All mail-in. How many of you want that? Do you think that's a fair way to vote? When you can't really tell who filled out the ballot, I don't think there should even be absentee voting. I think you should have to show up in person on election day the way it has been for 200 years in America until recently and vote. And if you don't make it, that's your fault. But we ain't going there. They're trying to push this way, way further than that. And we're going to talk about why that's important in a second. So we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast, and I'm Tom Zawistowski. This is Jordan Sekulow with the American Center for Law and Justice. At the ACLJ, we are committed to fighting the deep state and protecting freedom, the right to life, religious liberty, and fighting for the Constitution. The ACLJ has experienced tremendous success in litigating cases at all levels of the judiciary, from the federal district court level to the Supreme Court of the United States. We have offices in Washington, D.C., Jerusalem, and all around the world. You can find out more about the ACLJ and join us by visiting aclj.org. Did you know that the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio is the largest statewide life group in the state? Are you tired of the compromised approach to pro-life legislation that has been the status quo for far too long? Since 2017, the efforts of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio has changed that approach, closing loopholes and making pro-life laws enforceable. Visit rtlaohio.org or call 440-668-4049 for details. The Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. The proven place to go for lasting pro-life. All right, and we're back for our final segment of the show. And uh, the next thing I want to talk to you about is a poll uh, that took place in Ohio that basically says that uh, Joe Biden is uh, basically leading Donald Trump, if you can believe that. And I don't believe that because the people who do these polls are lefties and they don't poll right. And I know that I can speak to you with that for confidence because we, the People Convention, we do our own polls. We were the only ones that picked the Trump win in Ohio almost on the money back in 2016. We just went through another election. Our polls came out very, very accurate. So when they tell you in Ohio, according to this poll, that Biden leads Trump by less than a percentage point among Ohio voters, 44.9% to Trump's 44.2%, uh, that's just garbage, okay? But that's how... They're going to try to, you know, do it just like they've always done. Propaganda, propaganda, right? And so it's 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 just like, you know, the, the same group, Baldwin Wallace University here in Cleveland, was, did another poll that said 85% of the people in Ohio approve of Governor DeWine's shutting down our state, locking you in your house, taking away your, your civil liberties, right? 85%. Yeah, except I did a poll and I added a question at the end when I do the poll for the candidate. And I said, are you in favor of Ohio being opened up on May 1st? And 73% said yes. Well, so why is Governor DeWine not opening it up? Because they're using the polls for propaganda. They're not listening to the people. People aren't stupid. They know this has gone too far. They know this coronavirus is, is not a serious illness. Yes, people do die. Very, very narrow group of people. Everyone else should be at the baseball game. That's where they should be. But they're not doing that. They're not doing that. And what are the consequences? There are serious, serious consequences. We talked about this two weeks ago. 
I've been keeping it on the radar. I like to follow up on our stories. We are in a serious problem with the meat packing and poultry uh, processing industry. Basically, Tyson Foods said this week that they have had to close tons of their plants because people have the coronavirus. They tested positive. Now, go back to the prison case I talked about in the beginning of the show. You can test everybody and they tested positive, but as I said, 200 out of 2,500 inmates in the prison, 2,011 tested positive, but only 106 got sick. Why are we closing these meat packing plants? Because you tested positive. It's called herd immunity. No pun intended when you're in a cattle plant, right? Herd immunity. They shouldn't be going home. But the unions are making hay out of that and saying, oh, I tested positive. I got to go home, right? That's garbage. You, If you're sick, you stay home. 106 people should have stayed home at the prison if they could have. You don't close down these meatpacking plants. So Governor President Trump has had to order them to stay open. He has ordered meat plants across the United States to stay open after the coronavirus outbreaks among workers sparked fears of supplies drying up. There is no coronavirus contamination of food. That is no, there's no evidence of that, that you're going to get it. They're going to have coronavirus and pass it to you through food. So that's not a problem. So why are they going home? The, the president may have to have the National Guard go to these meatpacking plants and try to work them to keep our food supply. Do you see how insane this is? This is, we're doing this to ourselves. We're doing this to ourselves. We're so stupid. And you're worried about coronavirus deaths. How about deaths from starvation? How about farmers? So now it's not bad enough that you shut down all our farm, all of our businesses, right? You shut down, and I read a thing that said like 80% of businesses are really shut down, okay? You didn't just do that. Farmers have been working, right? Guess what? Because they can't process the meat and pork, they're having to slaughter their pigs and just bury them in the dirt because they can't afford to feed them, because if they can't sell them, they don't have any money to buy feed. Oh my God, we're going to destroy millions of dollars of food, billions of dollars of food for being stupid. Wow. All right, we're not going to end on a bad note. We're going to add on a good note. We're going to talk about General Michael Flynn an American hero, someone that I know, I've talked to, I've raised money to help, who's been mistreated by our nation in a way that is so reprehensible, it's almost indescribable. This week, his lawyer, Sidney Powell, who's a great lawyer, and the lawyers he had were clowns, they, she got the federal government to finally release the documents about the Flynn investigation, which they are required under law to give to his defense attorneys, and they've held out for four years, these creeps. And in these documents, there's actually a handwritten note that says, what's our goal here? To, to try to trick him into making a lie and prosecute him or just get him fired? What's the goal? That is from the FBI, at the top of the FBI. And I've said to you before on our shows, if you listen, that Christopher Wray, he's a deep state criminal. He's known all along. His job as the FBI director after, you know, after uh, you know, they cleaned house and appointed him is to cover up. And I saw a thing that said, what did Chris Ray know and when did he know it? I hope that guy gets prosecuted. And I talked to you last week about John Solomon's reporting that there is going to be indictments. There is evidence. Barr and Durham have got the goods on these creeps. And I think Flynn's going to get a new trial. If he doesn't, my God, what kind of justice system do we have? Pretty bad one, I'm afraid. But I think he's going to be, oh, Roger Stone needs to be pardoned. And then these people all need to go to prison. And in the midst of the coronavirus and all the horrific things it's doing to us emotionally and physically and medically and economically, it would renew my faith in our future of our nation 
if we could see equal justice under the law, if we could see the law applied to the elites in our country the way they would apply it to us. And that's why I, I'm working to try to get businesses in Ohio to sue for the damages. We think there's going to be businesses that are going to be opening, right? We think there's going to be businesses that are going to be opening up in Ohio to, uh, you know, to, to do civil disobedience. We need to do that. They have no right to do what they're doing. They don't. We have constitutional rights. It's about due process. For instance, they're talking about going out and testing people, and they want to come into your home and test you to see if you've had the coronavirus. And in Ohio, they're talking about tracing. And, and, and if you get it, they want to know everyone that you know, and they want to test them. And if they have it, they want to quarantine them for 14 days. Are you kidding me? This is a disease that's already out there. They're still pretending they're quarantining. And if you have it, if, if you are someone that knows someone that had it, and you get it, they want to lock you in your house for 14 days? No, they aren't. They cannot test you without a warrant. You have a right to protect your body. They can't come in your house. Don't let them in your house. Don't let them tell you you can't go to church. They have no right to tell that. And we're hoping AG Barr is going to come in on our side and help us do that. And that's why I need you to sign the petition. I need you to go to wethepeopleconvention.org and click on the we will not comply image that says sign the petition and sign the petition so we can get this to AG Barr and we can fight back against this tyranny and we can finally get someone to protect our constitutional rights. Because as I said, that judge said, a crisis, and, and Barr said in his bolo, an emergency does not suspend your rights indefinitely. And this emergency is past. The peak is past. And the idea that's going to come back because we go back to work is nonsense. And I think we can make that case. And I think A.G. Gar weighing in would get that lifted. And then DeWine would do it in Ohio simply because he'd want to say, well, then, you know, I, I have to do it. So, you know, it's not my decision. I'm going to let it happen because he's such a feckless leader. It's disgusting. Anyway. I don't know if that was as promising a, an end to the show as I had, I had promised. I, was, I wasn't as hopeful as I had promised, except it is good that we have gotten these documents for, for General Flynn and that justice may be done in his case. And if justice can be done in his case against criminals at the highest level, not just of government, but of our judicial and, and law enforcement agencies, the DOJ and the FBI, if we can get justice there, we can get justice elsewhere. But it's going to be a long fight, and we got to fight for that. So you've been listening to the We The People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast. Uh, I want you to please tell people about this. Our, our numbers are going up. We need more people watching the podcast each week. Please tell people about this. Send me your comments at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. I always read them. I do. I get back to you. If you've ever written to me, you know I do that. This is our show. You make it better by giving me half the articles I've gotten this show today came from people or listeners, came from patriots from all over the country. This is our show, not my show. You paid for it. You donated the We the People Convention. That's who paid for this. And thank God you did because we said a year ago we need to build this radio network because Facebook and Twitter and YouTube were going to censor us and so it's going to hurt us in the election. I had no idea we'd be fighting this coronavirus you know, nonsense and that we would be silenced by doing that. But thankfully, we have this radio show. Thankfully, we have a way to speak. Thankfully, we have our podcast on our website and our emails. And I didn't put my, that video on YouTube, folks. I put it on our server so you could keep watching it. Be sure to go watch those two doctors from California at our wethepeopleconvention.org website because that's an awesome video that will change your life. All right, enough. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. Never give up. Never give up on America. Never give up on your individual freedom and liberty and prosperity. Never give up. They won't give up. The left won't give up. So you can't give up. I can't give up. We the people can't give up. And we're not going to. You have a great week. Let's start opening businesses next week. By next week, I want to talk about all the businesses that are open. Have a good week.